sir. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chris Meyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chris Meyer. Today on Viewpoint, we're going to be taking a look at, yes, indeed, some of the follow-up with regard to the unfortunate COVID vaccine statistics. So I'm glad that you've joined us. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms, and today, unfortunately, is going to reveal some things that we wish were not true. Things that we wish were not true. For instance, this headline, coming from World Tribune, new evidence that ventilators actually killed covid Patients, new evidence that the ventilators actually killed the COVID patients. Another from the Supreme Court Justice, Neil Gorsuch. The pandemic created, quote, the greatest intrusions on civil liberties ever in peacetime, unquote. Another from the World Tribune. 1,293 athlete deaths since the rollout of COVID injections. The question coming from one, was COVID-19 caused by a biological virus or mRNA particles, nanoparticles? Another, from Marco Rubio, the senator, they knew Beijing hid the truth. They knew, he said. Then another, the door is opening to mass medical experimentation on humanity related directly to the COVID vaccines. And then finally, U.S. government data confirms a 143,000% increase in cancer cases due to the COVID vaccination as opposed to other previous vaccinations. Does that get your attention? Hopefully so. And why would we talk about this after such a long-seeming break? Was not the whole issue of COVID over? Has not even the President of the United States reluctantly agreed that the pandemic was over? Well, yes. In fact, reluctantly... He did agree that the pandemic was over, but the problems related to it and related to our response to it are not over at all. In fact, they're just beginning. And so, again, I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And you say, well, what does this have to do with transforming talk? Well, it has a lot to do with it, friends, because if we could be so profoundly deceived as to issues with regard to the COVID matter, then how many other similar kinds of things or even more serious things could we be more quickly deceived, even with eternal destiny on the line? You say eternal destiny on the line. Yes, indeed, that's what I mean. 
not just physical destiny, but eternal destiny. Because all of this is leading inevitably toward a much greater deception. A deception that Jesus himself said would have eternal consequences. So again, you're listening to Viewpoint. Viewpoint does determine destiny, and indeed, all of our viewpoints determine destiny. Day after day after day, there are no neutral viewpoints. So, today we apply these issues, we take a look at them, one by one, and then look at the greater, shall we say, the collective effect of all of these to reveal the unfortunate, monstrous deception that has taken place. For instance, many patients who were admitted to the hospital with COVID died as a result of being placed on a ventilator. This came according to independent journalist Alex Berenson. After examining 600 patients with severe pneumonia, researchers at the Northwest University found that COVID itself had a relatively low mortality rate compared to other respiratory illnesses. Now, let me repeat this. This is after examining 600 patients with severe pneumonia. Researchers at the Northwest University found that COVID itself had a relatively low mortality rate compared to other respiratory illnesses. Yet COVID patients, they said, remained intubated longer than other patients, and many developed secondary bacterial infections more often. Now, this all came out in an article on May 16th. The results of the research by scientists at the Northwest University Feinberg School of Medicine were published back in April in the Journal of Clinical Investigation. They wrote, the importance of VAP, ventilator-acquired pneumonia, as a driver of mortality in patients with COVID-19 has been underestimated. More patients may have died from the bacterial infections than COVID itself, said the researcher. Putting patients on ventilators is dangerous, he said, especially when it goes on for long periods. Tracheostomy tubes are a highway to bacterial lung infections or ventilator-acquired pneumonia, which can be very difficult to treat even with powerful antibiotics. So the new research again highlights big media's monumental blunders at the outset of the pandemic. Media outlets pressed ventilator use for COVID patients in 2020, frequently claiming that ventilator shortages were responsible for COVID hospital deaths. And then they blamed President Donald Trump for his administration for the imagined shortage of ventilators. For instance, the New York Times blared this on March 26, 2020. There aren't even ventilators to cope with the coronavirus. A political headline from March 27, 2020, summed up big media's attitude, quote, Trump, I don't believe you really need many ventilators. Who was right? Within a year, never used ventilators could not even be given away 
and were being thrown out by the truckload. But it was too late for COVID patients admitted and ventilated in 2020. You can see how we can jump on bandwagons, medical bandwagons, pharmaceutical bandwagons, political bandwagons, even forcing the issue through our churches, jumping on these bandwagons only to discover they were false. They were misleading at best and false at worst and led to dramatic consequences for many. Consider that when you consider the soon coming mark of the beast. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. You say, consider that in the context of the soon coming mark of the beast. What do you mean by soon coming? That would probably be the most common question that people might have. So let me respond to that as best that I can. It's not a purpose. The purpose is not to frighten people. The purpose is to help us to understand our weakness and our susceptibility to deception. If we do not understand our weakness and our susceptibility to deception, then we are prone, we are on the front lines of those who will be deceived when the counterfeit Christ himself, through his false prophet, mandates that every man, woman, and child on the planet receive the infamous mark in order to be able to conduct business in order to be able to do anything necessary to sustain life for ourselves and our posterity. You must swear your allegiance to the system, the beast system, that will choreograph the entire world into the world's greatest master deception, resulting in eternal damnation for the majority. Does that sound like it might have some significance? Is there relevance there? You say, well, the problem with what you've just said is I don't find the connectivity. Where could you establish, how far can you go to establish where all of this is going? Well, by the time this program is over today, I think you will agree that things are, yes, indeed, very well established that this is not only where we're going, but where we've been and are heading with great rapidity toward another so-called pandemic, the nature of which is already being discussed by Bill Gates and his associates. But before we get there, we take a look at U.S. government data 
that confirms a 143% increase in cancer cases due to the COVID vaccination as opposed to cancer causes from other vaccinations. That's the comparison. Unfortunately, it appears the disease may be on the rise thanks to the experimental COVID-19 injections because official U.S. government data confirms the risk of developing cancer following COVID-19 vaccination increases by a shocking 143,000%. Now, that's massive. It's almost a number that is incomprehensible. But let's figure out why this number is being used, and then you can decide how significant it is. So, in essence, our government and big tech seem to have been actively trying to censor the information that uh, would give rise to the statistics that uh, we're disclosing here today on Viewpoint. So, the Center for Disease Control, CDC, hosts a vaccine adverse event reporting system called VAERS which contains historical data on adverse reactions reported against every vaccine that has been administered in the United States of America. Every vaccine. We're not talking about COVID-19 vaccines now. We're talking about all vaccines. So, according to those who have done the research, a quick search of the CDC VAERS database on the number of cancer cases reported as adverse reactions to the COVID-19 injections since they were first rolled out in the USA, reveals that from December 2020 up to August 5th, 2022, a total of 2,579 adverse events related to cancer were made in just one year and eight months. Now, these are the only ones that are reported. And the VAERS system is renowned for not including the majority of those adverse events that have taken place, just those that are reported. So, that being the case, a similar search of the VAERS database on the number of cancer cases reported as adverse events to all other available vaccines between the year 2008 and 2020, that is 13 years, reveals that were just 791 adverse events related to cancer. So that's for all other vaccines, all other vaccines of every type and description for 13 years. So the basically you have 800, just short of 800 such adverse events from all other types of vaccines for 13 years, compared to almost 2,600 adverse events from just a one-year and eight-month period related to COVID-19 injections. That's massive, friends. That's about four times, 800 into 2,600, that would be over six times. No, four times. So a lot of people would argue, without backing up their claim, that this is just because of the volume of COVID-19 injections administered compared to all other vaccines. The problem is they would be wrong. 
So if you look at the CDC data, what you find is that in all between 08 and 09 flu season and the 1920 flu season, there were a total of 1 million, excuse me, 1 billion 724 720,000, 400,000, I'm sorry, I've got this number correct, 1,720,400,000 doses of the flu jab administered in the U.S. The CDC also confirms that between 2008 and 2020, a period of 13 years, there were just 64 events related to cancer reporters at adverse reactions to the influenza vaccines. Now, we're not talking about COVID. We're talking about influenza. All other vaccines. Remember, COVID is a kind of influenza. So based on the number of adverse events related to cancer alone, we can see that there have been over 40 times as many cancer cases related to COVID-19 vaccination than there were related to flu vaccinations of all sorts and descriptions. Now, that's pretty shocking, but that statistic doesn't even properly represent the severity of the situation. So to do that, we need to know the number of cancer cases per 100,000 doses administered. Based on that, those numbers provided by the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, the number of adverse events related to cancer reported per 100,000 doses of flu vaccine equates to just three uh, 100,000th per 100,000 doses. In other words, 0.0003 cancer-related cases for every 100,000 doses of flu vaccine. According to Our World in Data, as of August 9th, 2022, 606 million doses of the COVID vaccine, vaccine uh, vaccines have been administered in the U.S., And that means there have been actually nearly three times as many flu vaccines administered between 2008 and 2020 than COVID-19 injections since the end of 2020, let alone all the other vaccines that have been administered. Therefore, the number of adverse events related to cancer reported per 100,000 doses of COVID-19 vaccine administered equates to 0.43% per 100,000 doses. Wow. Now, it may be hard to keep up with these numbers, friends, but that what that really translates to is a 143,000-plus increase, people more likely to be ca- have cancer caused through the COVID vaccine than through flu vaccination. In other words, this is not a game. And this should, however, not come as much of a surprise, considering we already have scientific proof that COVID-19 mRNA injections can cause cancer of the ovaries, pancreas, and breast. 
This is a pretty big deal. And there's no way that we can go to the depths of it here on Viewpoint Today, but merely uh, make an effort to try to at least give a sense of how vast the deception has been and the radical, radical, undisclosed, uh, not only bad consequences, but yes, even deaths themselves. Then came this article from a medical doctor who is also a Ph.D., talking about an address by Professor Ian Alkalids from Georgia Institute of Technology, who has given his an overview in a lecture of his work for the last 15 years developing what was called terahertz communication systems for the Internet of Everything. In this lecture, the professor from Georgia Institute of Technology talks about COVID mRNAs being nothing more than small-scale bio-nano machines. Small-scale bio-nano machines. In other words, they are not what you would think, not what most people would think in terms of a vaccination, in terms of some sort of a medical uh, tool, but it goes way, way, way beyond that. And this begins now to link us to the bigger issue of how far this goes in terms of the future and where the so-called pharmaceutical companies are headed, and where such visionaries as Dr. Bill Gates and uh, his cohorts are leading us uh, with regard to so-called mRNA nanoparticles. Again, you're listening to Viewpoint. Viewpoint does determine destiny, and we're discovering that, indeed, destiny is being determined here. Now, In my book, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception, we don't talk about COVID-19. We don't talk about nanoparticles. We don't talk about the deception by the CDC and uh, the entire, the political, media, and uh, pharmaceutical, uh, almost a a confederation of uh, powers uh, to deceive. We don't talk about that. But what we do talk about is the vast away, uh, array of ways in which you and I, as professing Christians, are prone to deception. And uh, as I began to write that book and try to uh, put things together in a, a way that could be easily understood by everyone, without getting involved in technical jargon, without getting involved in excessive, uh, shall we say, theological argumentation. We have put together in seven umbrella areas how deception takes place, why it takes place, why we are so easily deceived, and what the consequences are on the short term, but more importantly, on the long term, 
defined as eternal destiny. When Jesus said, two days before his crucifixion, when asked by his disciples there on the Mount of Olives, what would be the sign of his coming at the end of the age? And his first answer was, take heed that no man deceive you. He wasn't kidding. He was serious. And deception comes in many forms. But ultimately, all deception ends up being related to spiritual deception. All of it. Therefore, whether or not we talk about COVID-19 or nanoparticles or whatever in the book, Seduction of the Saints, the principles of deception, how it works, and then how to be aware so that you yourself are not caught up in it, is highly relevant and pertinent and right there. It's an $18 book. Yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. Again, the book, uh, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. And uh, I do not think you'll be disappointed when you uh, get the book. Uh, if you have it and have not read it, I hope you will read it and get with it right away. Just read it gradually, slowly, so that you can absorb the significance uh, that is contained in those pages. If you do not have the book, I seriously urge you to get a copy of the book. Those who have read the book and have commented about it have said it is one of the most important books they have ever read. One man even went so far as to say it was the second most important book he had ever read other than the Bible itself. So I asked him, I said, why is that? And he said, because it is so incredibly relevant. The applications of Scripture are so clear and so great that it is impossible to escape them. Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. Again, uh, an $18 book, yours for $15, on our website, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879. Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Somebody may wonder, well, why are we going back and talking about the COVID-19 thing? Isn't all that over? Isn't all that passe? Well, it's passe from the standpoint that uh, finally 
our putative president decided to agree that the pandemic was over because they couldn't exercise any more control over you or I as a result of it because the falsity of it all had become so apparent and so publicly noised about. But that does not mean that the consequences of it are over. In fact, the consequences are just starting. They're echoing consequences, just like the echoing consequences of deception. Let me give you an illustration that we can all understand. Any child who has stood on the edge of a pond and threw a, a pebble out into the pond understands what happens. That pebble, small as it may be, begins a process. A process of echoing or reverberating ripples that continue out and out and out and out and do not stop until they reach some outside static force or position beyond which it cannot go. In other words, that tiny little pebble has echoing consequences, reverberating consequences beyond anything that you would possibly imagine if you had not experienced it. The same is true with regard to deception. Deception may come in seemingly in small ways. But then, after that deception is allowed to, to begin to take place in, in my life, in your life, in the life of those that you care for, pastors in the lives of your congregation, and so on, then it begins its, begins its process of echoing out, reverberating out through the life, through the mental and emotional life. That's the soulish life. Through the spiritual life, then and ultimately the physical life, and it envelops all of life. Deception does not stop unless it is stopped. And you're the only one that can stop it in your life. You're the only one. Otherwise, it will continue to echo out. That's why it's so important to prevent it in the first place. When I succumb to deception, even in a small way, it will have echoing consequences. And that's why we say regularly here on this program, viewpoint determines destiny. Deception is a viewpoint. A viewpoint that's untrue in whole or in part that leads us to false understanding, false beliefs, false actions, and the consequences that flow with them. It's a big deal. A very big deal indeed. If it were not, Jesus would not have talked about it. Immediately, following the question asked by his disciples, Master, what would be the sign of your coming into the end of the age? It must have been pretty important to Jesus because that conversation took place just two days before his crucifixion, right there on the Mount of Olives overlooking the eastern gate of Jerusalem. And then he didn't stop there. He made sure that they understood that this was not just deception coming from the likes of uh, Imperial Rome. 
This was going to be deception that was going to come within their own churches or within their own synagogues. He said, many are going to come in my name and deceive many. He didn't just say just deceive a few. He said, many are going to come in my name and deceive many. But he didn't stop there. After more discussion concerning the signs of the times and uh, what would take place, Jesus then repeated his information on steroids. He said, fellas, I got to tell you that the deception is going to be so great that if it were possible, even the very small remnant elect would be deceived. Now that is putting deception in a, a milieu, in a picture, in a frame that gives it serious moment in our lives. That's how Jesus looked at it. The Apostle Paul talked about deception. The Apostle Peter talked about deception. The Apostle John talked about deception. They were all concerned about deception. They were talk, uh, concerned about theological deception, spiritual deception, ultimately. But all deception is deception. And if you are able to be deceived with regard to something related to your physical well-being, then even more easily will you be able to be deceived with something with regard to your spiritual well-being. It would seem... Therefore, you can understand that while we're revealing some of the additional information that is coming out with regard to the COVID issue, the COVID vaccines and so on, which were not vaccines, which they knew were not vaccines, and the CDC was ultimately mandated to redefine a vaccine in order to pretend that the COVID shots were actually vaccines because they did not fulfill either of the two requirements for a vaccine. Number one, a vaccine had to be able to prevent you from getting the virus. That's number one. Number two, a vaccine had to prevent you from transmitting the virus. And the COVID shots did not do either one of those things. And they knew it. The pharmaceutical companies knew it. The CDC knew it. And yet the President of the United States, from his bully pulpit, ensured with a big smile to all Americans that you just need to get that jab, that vaccine. It was going to prevent you from getting the virus and it was going to prevent you from transmitting the virus. Then the pastors got on board, many of them, and rebuked their congregations, people in their congregations who did not get it. Do you see how easily deception can be transmitted? Now let's suppose, come a few years from now, we don't know how many years, but... This promised counterfeit Christ figure comes into power. Things are moving very rapidly in that regard. 
with the uh, Great Reset. Uh, that is a euphemism for the New World Government in the Western world set to take place in 2030. And with the United Nations and their Agenda 2030 set to uh, somehow choreograph the entire world into this new global order. With all that being said, and that's just uh, six and a half years away for the culmination of those things, you could see how quickly this kind of thing could begin to take on new wings. And it wouldn't be the wings of a snow white dove either. They're going to be the wings of massive deception that ultimately will test you and those you love, pastors, your congregations, and so on, will test them beyond their normal ability to resist. Because at least with the COVID vaccine, even if you were threatened you would lose your job, you were not threatened that you would not be able to transact any business anywhere. With the new version, whatever form that takes, the infamous mark of the beast, you will be declaring your allegiance to a counterfeit government power. One is intended to usurp the power of God, the role of God, and the role of Jesus Christ, and to be led by one who is a surrogate for Christ, named the Antichrist, a counterfeit surrogate. And he will impose a requirement, not just that you lose your job, but you will not be able to transact any business whatsoever. Not digitally, not with cash, no way, unless you have made your unalterable declaration of allegiance to the new world government. By whatever name you want to use. Now, friends, that's some kind of pressure. That's why it's important for us to deal with this now. You may have succumbed to the pressure with regard to the COVID-19 issue and all of the false claims regarding a vaccine that didn't exist. But what about the next time around? Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church.
so good to be able to join you here on Viewpoint to talk about things that matter, that matter most in our lives. And we're attempting to do that here today. You may not uh, be particularly glad that we're talking about this because who wants to talk about their ability to be deceived? No one wants to think that they're capable of being deceived, and therein lies the foundation of all deception, the belief that I can't be deceived. So we're being very honest about it. We've talked about uh, the matter of deception so many times uh, on this program over the past years, and uh, today we're framing it again with regard to this monstrous uh, manipulation and obfuscation that has taken place uh, by Big Pharma, coupled with governments worldwide, the World Health Organization, uh, our own medical uh, so-called oversight, CDC, supposed to be dedicated to America's health and well-being, the National Institutes of Health, all of these were involved, uh, Dr. Fauci, all of those things, and then there were similar kinds of organizations in the various countries of the world, certainly within the Western countries. And now all of them are having egg on their face because they were all deceived and they were all complicit in the deception. That's the problem. They were all complicit in the deception. So now there are actually... uh, Lawsuits that are going out in various countries around the world, uh, in the UK and I think in Australia right now, class action lawsuits against the pharmaceutical agents and then also against the governments themselves for being complicit in the deception. Then comes this interesting question. Dr. Joseph Mercola Uh, Ask this question, you know, what is the number one cause of death and disability worldwide? Now, here we're not talking just about COVID. We're not talking about just the COVID vaccine itself. We're talking about a bigger understanding of the situation. His viewpoint, based upon the, the latest rollout in December 2020, that he says sealed the title, even though it's been building for years, that the net effect of the pharmaceutical industry on society in the last few decades has been negative, and that there was no one really out there watching the patient, not even doctors or health institutions. So just to give you a little bit of an idea what he's talking about here, What many don't realize is that researchers who do what is called peer review of drug company-sponsored trials don't get access to the raw data that is in the hands of the pharmaceutical company. So, all they get is the drug company's analysis of that data. In other words, the drug company's spin on it which leaves the door wide open for manipulation and obfuscation, even outright deception. So as uh, cardiologist Dr. Asim Mahaltra has said, it's not scientific, it's not ethical, it's not democratic, 
And most doctors, unless they're involved in the peer review process, aren't even aware of what's going on, which is why they rarely ever question published science. Yet, data analyses by Stanford professor Dr. John Ioannidis shows that the greater the financial interest in a given field, the less likely the research findings are to be true. In other words, the more likely the research findings are to be false. Why? Because the drug industry is all about satisfying shareholders and increasing profits by any means, with no real regard for public health. So, as Dr. Mahaltra says, drug companies have a legal responsibility to provide profits for their shareholders. They do not have legal responsibility to give patients the best and safest treatment. But the biggest scandal here, he says, is that those with the responsibility to uphold scientific integrity, that is, academic institutions, doctors, medical journals, collude with industry for financial gain. So in reality, he says, in addition to that, our regulatory agencies are also on the take. They've been captured by industry, which leaves patients with no one to protect them from big pharma's malfeasance. Now, we don't have time to go into all the details of this, which are vast. But the reality is, as Jesus said, or was it the Apostle Paul who said, the love of money is the root of all evil. I believe it was the Apostle Paul who was talking to Timothy about it. He said, the love of money is the root of all evil. So it's not the money, it's the love of money. It's the lust for excess profits. That has been behind Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, AstraZeneca, all of those companies that made untold billions of profits. How were they able to do that? Because they were able to choreograph government leaders to be their, shall we say, their preachers to disseminate the falsehood of their claims. And the media helped to communicate it all and to put down anyone, any person, any doctor, anyone who would disagree. And if you would disagree with the false information, then you were called a deliverer of misinformation yourself, or of disinformation, and you then were worthy to be crucified on the cross of gold that the pharmaceutical companies had created and the cross of political power and control that the uh, politicians had created. The whole thing was just absolutely a tsunami of deception. Now, I don't know about you, but as I share this information with you, uh, it, it brings tears to my eyes because I realize the vastness of this, the significance of this was not just on the short term for those who uh, suffered so much, being put out of work, 
being locked up, not being able to, uh, you know, it certainly affected the education of our children, put them back uh, several years, uh, put the country back uh, dramatically. But the spiritual implications of this are so vast. People lost their lives physically. But friends, what happened was so grave as to lay the foundation to make it ten times easier for the same forces to come through again to deceive the whole world. And that's exactly what the book of Revelation tells us in chapter 13 and 14 is going to take place. But there, there will be no turning back. When you're compelled to receive that infamous mark, that may be promoted by big pharma and politics and every force that there is on this planet to compel every man, woman, and child into, like cattle, being uh, a herd of cattle being forced into a chute that ultimately is going to end in their death. That's what's going to happen. And you and I have to be prepared. It's not about trying to strike terror into your heart. It's about trying to prepare you to avoid and be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand to stand. Having your loins girt about with truth. Not being willing, according to the temptations of the flesh, to receive and be deceived by falsity and pressure. Well, how am I going to feed my child? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do? We're going to rationalize it. Pastors are going to help. Many pastors are going to help you rationalize, receive the mark of the beast. Because that's how they're rationalizing scripture. Been doing it for uh, three or four decades now. Rationalizing what they want, what people want to hear, and what they uh, want to deliver to the people to keep power, perks, and position in place. After all, didn't Burger King get it right? Got to give the people what they want. Have it your way. Well, sometimes, friends, when you get what you want is more than what you ever thought you were going to get, and it ain't for your good. Just ask these 1,293 athletes around the world. Died suddenly. A website has been tracking the deaths and cardiac events of athletes since the COVID jabs were first rolled out. And as of April of this year, 1,293 athletes athletes have been recorded. It's definitely not normal for so many mainly young athletes to suffer from cardiac arrest, to die while playing their sport, but it's been happening all over the world. And people are still not willing to admit it. Have you ever heard of an uh, autopsy being conducted on one of these athletes? No. Do you know why they don't do that? Because it will help to establish the facts that it was the COVID jab that brought their demise. 
1,101 of the sudden deaths in athletes under 35 years of age, an average of 29 athletes per year, the sports with the highest incidence being soccer and basketball. The latest updates to the good sciencing died suddenly list. I've got a whole list of them here. It's painful to read them. 28 years old, 10 years old, 29 years old, 17 years old, 21 years old, 25 years old, 19 years old. On and on and on it goes. These were people who had no known pre-existing conditions. They were healthy. And then, bang. And you think we've rationalized that receiving without proof an experimental jab that was alleged to be a vaccine that was not You think it has no consequences? Something to be just ignored? Not to mention the fact, friends, that it just about destroyed the effect of the Constitution on our freedoms. So much so that Justice Neil Gorsuch, there on the Supreme Court, called government responses to the COVID-19 pandemic the, quote, greatest intrusions on civil liberties in the peacetime history of this country. That's an amazing statement, friends, for a Supreme Court justice to make. Executive officials across the country issued emergency decrees on a breathtaking scale, he said. Governors and local leaders imposed lockdown orders, forcing people to remain in their homes. They shuttered businesses and schools, public and private. They closed churches, yet they even allowed casinos and other favored businesses to stay on. We don't have time to go into all the details. It's a big deal, friends. It's opened the door to mass medical experimentation on humanity. With funding from Bill Gates and others, who the World Health Organization is plotting to take control of the world. I'm sorry to have to state it so clearly. Maybe we'll have another opportunity to talk more details about it. Thanks for joining us. Get a copy of the book, uh, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. An $18 book, yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us. Become a partner, friends. We're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. We really are. I hope you're taking it seriously. God bless and be a blessing. Let's be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.